Pittsburgh, a city known for its brooding gothic horror. Between these three rivers flow rivers of blood, where they'll put french fries on your sandwich at Pramani Brothers or blood in your vodka at Elysium. This is the Stream of Blood podcast, and you're listening to Vampires of Pittsburgh, our ongoing Vampire the Masquerade Chronicle. I'm Jared Logan, the storyteller, and I'm joined by Thomas Middleditch as Miles Vanderbuck, Ross Bryant as Curtis Krieger, and Ashley Birch as Jen Brown. You can watch our game streamed every week at twitch.tv forward slash stream of blood. Drink deeply, my friends, and enjoy. What's up, SOBs? I'm Jared Logan, and you are watching Stream of Blood tonight, the premiere of season two, we're calling it, of Vampires of Pittsburgh. Well, look, guys, I mean, so much game to get into, and it's a big new season. I've been incredible new status quo. We're going to set fire to Pittsburgh in a fun, fictional way, uh, and uh, I'm so excited you're all here to join us for it. I'm going to give a recap in brief because it's been two weeks. We all forget everything that's happened. Recap in brief, everybody. In the course of investigating the Anarch movement in Pittsburgh, our coterie ended up staging a coup and taking it over. No longer content to do as they're told by their Camarilla masters, they have unseated the Anarch leader Erasmus and taken over his dangerous eclectic band of outcasts, which includes Mary, an elder vampire, who controls a mysterious artifact, an urn that magically purifies blood, transforming it into potent vitae. Um, and that is the recap in brief. But if people uh, need help remembering anything else, it's all up here in Clinton Trucks's notes. Okay, so uh, we did a little bit of a level up. So I want I want us to let our uh, viewers know uh, how our characters have changed. Let's start with Curtis Krieger. Curtis, uh, do you remember what you took in your level up? Yeah, I do. Um, so I uh, I added some some chits to my to Curtis's protean uh, discipline. Um, and uh, so now, in addition to having the skill weight of a feather, which has come into play, I think, only in our first session. Yeah. But just such uh, great effect. But uh, yeah. Weight of a feather is one of those things you got to just use all the time. You know what I mean? Get good mm -hmm. at incorporating it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it, it'll come to pass. But now he's got another ability called feral weapons, which is a gangrel uh, forebears uh, the 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 beast, or should I say angel inside comes out. Um, and much like, uh, the, the, much like the biblical angels, it's not so much a thing of like a beauteous, um, recognizably human, but wings. It's more, uh, uh, drives you mad when you see it. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, uh, and in this case, he grows animalistic claws. So, uh, so now he, he can not only communicate with, with dogs, he can he can get some gnarly ass beast beast claws as well. Awesome, that's cool. He's a beast we, added, we added a little bit to his backgrounds as well, right? That's um, right. Since I've since I've sort of tried to become the <laughs> the deputy uh, 
uh, warlord of the uh, of the Anarchs. I now have uh, status among them. Three points of status when it comes to the Anarchs. Right. And I'm thinking that not only means you 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 hold some water here in this band of Anarchs, but also because uh, you guys have about, I think we said about 20 Anarchs that are kind of all in a group now staying in this hospital with you, this old abandoned Brownsville hospital with you. You don't you don't only have sway with them. You also Anarchs all over this area of the country have now heard of you guys staging this sort of like takedown of the prince and everything. So you'll have you'll be able to roll a little bit more dice when you're dealing with Anarchs in general with that. Uh, All right. uh, Let's move on to uh, the old man, Miles Vanderbuck. Miles, what did you level up with? I might not have any sway because I didn't bother with any of that madness. Well, yeah, you didn't do it. it. Happily a foot soldier. Yeah. (laughs) Considering he's more of a lieutenant. And if anyone's got problem with them, they got to talk to mom and dad right over there. (laughs) <laughs> well, also remember, you know, they saw Miles attack Mary at one point. Yeah, was... it'd be toughy to it tough to gain uh, posturing in that in this group at this point. Yeah. Um, well, I decided I've got a little bit of a master plan going on here now. But first step of that master plan is to uh, pump up a little potence, get a little stronger. And I've got <laughs> a new ability called Brutal Feed, where I can slurp someone's blood out in an instant, just like. <laughs> Ooh, instant slurp. <laughs> Like so, they're just a little husk. <laughs> I saw this video of like it was like how Russians eat hard boiled eggs, and he just like cracked open a little bit of the top of the hard boiled egg and <laughs> sucked out the fucking egg through the little. Oh hole. my god! It's yeah, a so different I'm, culture. Yeah, <laughs> bless them. Um, mm, so uh, it's sucking out eggs and election interference. That's mm-hmm. Russia, baby. Uh, anyway, so I've got brutal feed, and then. Um, if anyone remembers Dylan, that um, young woman that uh, Miles saved from the... <laughs> from Buddy. <laughs> Sex yeah. trade, yeah, Buddy. And, no, 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 no. Well, maybe kind of. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> well, blood it, was a, it was a bad situation. Let's it was, put it that way. It was a no bueno. Anyway, yeah. um, I've taken her on as uh, some kind of uh, protectorate. So it's, it should be a, an interesting, complicated relationship that they have. It is because she's a retainer, and normally that means a ghoul, but she doesn't want to uh, take take the ghoul, you know, the blood, the blood to empower her. She's so she's kind of a mortal retainer, but that's you know that's kind of cool. You have someone who can uh, stay awake during the day, kind of keep an eye on you. There's all kinds of ways she could help you out, and I've got to help her. She reminds me of, uh, of someone, you know. Yeah. So what's what's that, what's that person's name again? <laughs> Amy, Amy, my sweet daughter. Yeah, he's got it. That's right. Hey, good job. Hold on, let me look at the. It was my wife. Yeah, that 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 matches. Yeah. Um. All right. Finally, uh, the leader, the 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 the, well, the manager, the CEO of our anarch movement, Jen Brown. Jen Brown, where did you put your points? I also took three pips of status Mm -hmm. with the anarchs. Yes. Um. Because I feel like that would probably be good to not constantly be having to um, prove myself, although I probably will still have to anyway. But then the thing that's really fun that I'm that I got is um, I got another thin blood alchemy power, which allows me to change my gender. Ooh. Yes. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so change your what? I, I mean, I don't even. It's a spectrum. I know it's a social <laughs> construct, but um, right. Continue I don't on. recognize yeah. the word. <laughs> but you know, the literal biologically, you know, biologically, 
Jen Brown can now concoct the blood potion that turns her into a male. That rule. Ross, if you ever wanted to draw the male version of Jen, I wouldn't Uh, say no to it. uh, Consider it done. (laughs) I might might do. I think I'll do a whole a gender swapped cast. (laughs) Perfect. Woke ass choice. That's great. Great. I think it's the coolest, and it's in the book, and it's a power that some people might not grab because they're like, "How would I use that to destroy other vampires?" But I think it could be really useful. Yeah, I don't. I don't have any specific plans but i feel like there will be a, a time where i'm like <gasps> it's when we meet time. when we meet clinton browns i mean clinton truck says you have to call yourself james brown when that happens <laughs> consider it done it is a man's world it is a man's world. <laughs> all right uh vampires listen up you destroyed the prince and sheriff of pittsburgh but the other camaria coteries of the city are still active and pose a threat to your survival if they find you they will do everything they can to destroy you. In your last war council with the other Anarchs, mm-hmm. you decided you have to take them out before they come for you. And so if you recall, you made the decision to go after, to target the blood dance coterie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Curtis, you, I think you kind of said, like, let's go after somebody who's maybe doesn't seem extremely powerful yet. These guys seem kind of mm-hmm. roughly on a level with you guys. and um, Jen Brown, you have that little uh, that little uh, thumb drive from the prince, from the former Prince Button Gwinnett. So if you have any questions about them, like yeah, I can give you intel about them now. You guys can decide to go and case their, you know, their hideouts and things like that and decide how you want to attack these guys and take them down. As of right now, all of the info I have is that Lara is part of them. Misery and Amen. Air Amen are Amen mm-hmm. are members, and then they operate out of uh, operate out of three nightclubs: Insomnia, Svengali, and Pearl. Is there any other info I should have from the USB? Um, yeah, I can give you a little more. So, um, just to set the scene, you guys are in your New Haven. Oh, and I should tell you a little bit about the New Haven as well, um, because your Haven changed. I've changed all the stats on it to reflect that you're in an old abandoned hospital. Um, and that hospital uh, gives your haven a couple abilities. It has a laboratory, obviously, but only a one-dot laboratory because the whole place is still very old and decrepit. You haven't fixed it up very much yet. You have a laboratory. You have a surgery in there. You don't have any doctors or anybody that can, like, do surgical things, but you do have a one-dot surgery. You have two dots of watchmen because uh, one, the redneck, remember the redneck guy that, nobody likes and who seems like a real handicap to everybody. Um, two of his guys are ghouls. His two guys that are with him are ghouls. And then Dylan is a human. So you now have people that can watch you during the day. You have watchmen. Um, and uh, it, it's still creepy. Your last Haven was creepy. This one's also creepy. So it's not exactly <laughs> a place you can bring people back to if they're not initiated into who you are. Um, and all those other Anarch vampires are there with you. So you're in the Haven and Jen Brown, you know, you've got power. You guys, you guys have spent a couple of weeks getting it fixed up enough that you have power and, uh, Anarchs don't worry about using electronic devices and get on the internet and all that. So, um, the other things you can find by looking this up is, you know, that the, uh, the three vampires you just mentioned, Lara, Eamon and Misery, uh, the nightclubs are not where they haven, but it's commonly believed that the three have a shared haven and are, in fact, a 
Thrupple, a romantically oh. entwined trio of vampires. Um, you have met Lara, and so I will just kind of re- remind you who she is, because sometimes there's been since we have a huge cast of characters here on Vampires of Pittsburgh. Lara <laughs> is, according to the Thumb Drive, sort of the leader of this coterie. Um, and from your meetings with her, you know that she has sort of a resigned, sort of like cynical, humorous air that made her a popular harpy in Elysium. Uh, the harpies are kind of a, uh, it's a name for vampires who kind of control the social scene in Elysium. Um, and you also know Curtis from the time that she ratted out Sabrina. Well, actually, Jen Brown, you know this too, that Laura is pretty dedicated to the Camarilla. She ratted out Sabrina and, uh, kind of made Churchill send you after Sabrina that one time. Um, because Sabrina went to one of her nightclubs asking if there was like, um, you know, kind of like sexual blood play. Obviously, Sabrina was just craving blood and wanted it from another source. And so she went to the nightclub Insomnia uh, in one of the, in the in, actually in the Curtis solo episode. And uh, you guys kind of tracked her through through that, through Lara. So that's what you know right now. And you know where those nightclubs are. Um, you can research in any way you want. You can talk to other vampires. You can talk to people on the street. You can go take a look with your eyes. You let me know. What you'd like to do. How much time has elapsed since our last session? Something I should have mentioned. I thought about when I was uh, getting ready for this, should it be like two months? And I was like, no, Curtis wouldn't be like, we're going after these guys and then let two months pass. So it's been two weeks and it was really necessary to wait that long just to kind of get the Haven fixed up enough that you guys could kind of dwell in it comfortably and I think that maybe some of these research actions, if you take any or casing the joint, they sort of happen leading up to this, right? Okay. I, I have a question for, for us, if we're having our little sort of council of the elders. Sure. Mm-hmm. And what I would ask is when you have that council, is it just you three? Well, actually, okay. Not to question, 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 but has there been any sort of movement between us and the rest of the Anarchs within those two weeks that we should know about? Is there anyone that's more keen on us? Is there any dissent that's happened in the meantime? Great question. So Miles has kind of been put in charge of the, and this can change and you can go, I don't want that. Let's change it. But Miles has kind of been in charge of procuring food. uh, And he's got Bob from Cleveland and Kenya helping him most of the time. And Dylan, of course. Uh, So they're kind of that squad, right? Then Curtis was kind of made the de facto war leader He's got the two Iron Horsemen that have survived, uh, whose names are Dutch, and I forget what the other one's name is, but uh, they're two bikers, and he's got the Rednecks, and he's got Cross. He's basically got all the warriors under him. Oh, Smokey is the other Iron Horseman. Dutch and Smokey. Uh, and Jen Brown, you have uh, really been kind of, you know, you're, you're sort of in charge of the message, you know? You're sort of in charge of the, the, the direction of the whole thing. And uh, the people that are with you are Mary, because you are the only one who has a really strong rapport with her. Fana, who was that sort of very um, intense and very dedicated Nosferatu woman you met. Uh, and there's a new uh, woman in the group, in this group, uh, named Circe, who is uh, some sort of, she's like a caitiff, but she's got like, you know, half of her head shaved. She's got crazy like punk hair tattoos all over her and she always introduces herself to people as a witch 
<laughs> and you can make fun of her, sure Jen Brown, but you just took an alchemical formula that changes your sex. So I think <laughs> you're more like Circe than you might first believe. You know, um, when I'm disturbed, there's usually something wrong with me. Um, okay, so is everyone is that is everyone on um is there sort of a fragile piece at the moment? People yeah, are yeah. Bob from Cleveland and Kenya are not with me for this meeting. They don't really we have we I haven't really earned their respect and I don't and Miles doesn't really care about them. <laughs> uh, and sure. that's that's fine. Um they've mm-hmm. just kind of been helping you out and maybe that'll change actually. Yeah. Well maybe let's just say it's the three of us for now. Yeah, let's decide it's just the three yeah. of us. Great. I like that. Um, Is um I I have uh I have a question as to our objective, Curtis, Jen. With the, uh, forgot the name of the crew that we're the about. The Blood to, Dance. The Blood which, Dance. Which is, a, which is a coterie. Like, uh, oh, right. Cool. Yeah. Like you guys. Like us. Yeah. Hey. Are we looking to uh, eliminate them altogether or would uh, persuading them to join our cause be an equal objective? Based on um, what I know of Lara. She's a company person. She's not going to flip on him. I say the time for persuasion is done. The very presence of us in the city tells me that if people wanted to, if the Camarilla of Vampires wanted to come over to our side, they would. Not a lot of people have as, we, we made this transition because our uh, background is, shall we say, a little more complicated than most of the, uh, the Camarilla Vamps who hang out at Elysium. Fair enough. But if we got rid of Lara, would uh, Eamon and Misery or whoever else be more persuaded? What do we know about these people? They're in a relationship together, apparently. What? Oh, three of them? I know. Miles uh, has never heard of it. <laughs> um, okay, Miles, you know. He's an old-fashioned guy. Yeah. <laughs> we'll Break take a break. quick 15-minute detour, and Jen will explain polyamory to Miles, <laughs> and then I'll come back in. It's the, most, it's the most hilarious thing to have a problem with. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. more than two it's, it's like the the actual person um, no is, all, is like yay thumbs up and miles can't yeah, yeah. it's a great it's a great fun okay you're in train i don't okay so he understands now um so i guess so then follow-up questions are um what about the rest of the blood dance surely there's got to be more are we just looking to take out the management and have that be that that's a good question is there any sense on the usb or anything that the blood dance is a larger coterie i'm guessing they are right well it uh it lists that they have you know uh, income from these clubs and retainers that work at the clubs but it doesn't give a lot of details um you know you might get the sense that button when it like doug he had tons of info sometimes on like primogen and like clan leaders but like he, he, you know, sometimes with like lower level vampires like these guys, he, he might, you know, he, he might have like skipped over it. But if you want to, Jen Brown, you can do a deep dive here and see if there's something you're missing. Maybe something that's not in their file that's in someone else's file. Oh, sure. That sounds Would good. you like to give that a shot? I would like to give that a shot. Well, then why don't you give me a, yeah, tap, tap, tap on the keyboard I'm in. with a little bit of an intelligence huh. plus a, uh, let's call it a technology role. That's a Jen Brown special. Uh, where is my hunger at? Your hunger would be at one. We'll, we'll stay at one at the beginning. Okay, that's fair. 
Yeah. Oh, I can't well, wait to slurp someone. Messy critical. <laughs> a messy critical. Okay, so. How um, does that even work in this case? What you actually did, Jen Brown, is you have like absorbed, you've like spent like many hours at coming into this meeting that you're having now. You've spent like several days like locked in one of the chambers of the hospital, absorbing the entire hard drive. And um you're kind of like, I don't know, like almost a conspiracy theorist now on the level of, and amount of knowledge that you have. Um, but what you did find was that the uh, the blood dance was gifted these clubs as part of a as part of a deal that Button Gwinnett, the uh, the former prince, kind of struck. Um, basically, in 2010, there was a feud between the Toreador of Pittsburgh and the Nosferatu. Um, and this is all under Vidya Saran's file. That's why you didn't see it in the blood dance. Who's Vidya, that? Vidya Saran is the leader of the Toreador of Pittsburgh. Um, you destroyed her haven last time, or your biker guys did. Um, so they used to, uh, Vidya Saran and the other Toreador used to control Pearl and Svengali, and they lost a lot of territory in the compromise. In other words, uh, to, to, to kind of broker this feud and end it. Button Gwinnett was like, oh, fuck you, Toreador. Fuck you, Nosferatu. I'm giving this all these clubs. Instead of being part of your territory, they now belong to this coterie that I've kind of thrown together of younger vampires. Uh, and so they're loyal to me and not to their own clans. And these, you know, a, a nightclub is an incredible hunting ground for vampires. So they were given a real boon and the Toreador and the Nosferatu lost face because they had been feuding. So the prince created the blood dance. Literally. The prince created the blood dance. And he did make the coterie out of two Toreador, Lara and Misery, uh, and a Nosferatu, who is Eamon. Uh, but he didn't, like, sire them, right? They weren't his mm -hmm. children. He just found vampires who were promising and, like, kind of pulled them away from their clans and said, here, you guys control these nightclubs now. If our goal is to keep them off balance, to keep the Camarilla shaken and inward looking, then one way to go about the ideal way would be as if we could strike, harm the blood dance, wipe them out, but make it look like it was a power grab from Toriador or Nosferatu. Make it look like they were trying to reclaim their old territory set up a false flag feud among the clans. It would take their eyes off us. Is there anything in the USB that would be like a calling card of either of those clans? Any information that we have about the Toreador or the Nosferatu that like, if we could frame them? Yeah, that's a really great question. Well, um, let's see. Um, I mean, I said you absorbed all this thing and you got a messy critical. So I'm going to tell you all the information. You, I'm going to give you all the answers you could have gotten. One other thing that you should know, and this doesn't answer your question, but I'm going to answer your question. The other thing you should know is that in 2010, um, the prince ordered Misery sire, siring. Misery was a blood doll to the head of the, uh, to, the to, to a Toreador guy named Bannon Fox. And that guy went into torpor, and before he did, he had to make her into a vampire. 
basically she had been like his kind of blood slave for many years. And Button Gwinnett said, no, I'm taking out the leader of the Toreador, Bannon Fox, and I'm making him make his like slave into a vampire now. And I'm giving her power over this nightclub. So it was like a huge, you know, rift in the community that he kind of tried to heal by doing that. So he, he was giving lower, lower vamp. I mean, not even a vampire in this case, like a, a human pawn was turned into a vampire to sort of punish and make the Toreador lose face. And that's Misery's backstory. Yeah. And that was because the Toreador and the Nosferatu were having infighting. Yeah, that's correct. Um, If you're looking for what their calling cards would be, the the Toreador of Pittsburgh, they they operated out of the Warhol Museum until your uh, bikers burnt it down uh, last session. Mm -hmm. And they... uh, they have an aesthetic. They have like a very brutalist aesthetic. So they like like very, I mean, because you know, Toreadors are all about art and like uh, the aesthetics of things. So they, you know, they like very functional architecture, things that like look very square and simplified and like um, primitive. Um, in terms of a calling card, not really. And the Nosferatu, you know, from Missonia, they use obfuscate a lot when they attack people. They're not like head-on attackers. Like they do things with stealth and secrecy and through animal agents because they also have animalism. Okay. That's interesting. They attack through um, the disenfranchised members of society. Those are usually the people that follow and help Nosferatu. People uh, who have homelessness or, you know, um, are in some way disenfranchised by society. In the 2010 conflict between the Nosferatu and the Toreador, were the Nosferatu, were they in like an outward conflict or were they using those same sort of sneaky tactics? They were, it started with sneaky tactics and then it got really kind of big at one point and it started to endanger the masquerade right so it started with like the i mean over the course of many years because these kind of vampire conflicts this one actually spanned since the 80s it was almost like the troubles right uh and it starts it starts over many many years with subtle attacks on each other mm-hmm. and then eventually it moved up to outright war in the streets where nosferatu are sending you know Sonia's people are sending like waves of rats into like Toreador nightclubs and things like that. Send in the rats! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it started to endanger the masquerade. This is a, okay. So this is your questions, RE, my, my, my powers. But um, Feral Whispers allows me to command not just Ruby, but Feral Whispers. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> which which every time I say it, I, I think the the sax line of Carol's whispers plays in my oh, head. Oh yeah, same, really, <laughs> instantly. Oh, I'm never gonna buy it again. Could I? I I have the ability not just to communicate with Ruby, but to command all animals, right? That's right. All creatures, great and small. Well, you can yeah, you can communicate with them. They don't necessarily do as they're told, but they might. I mean, if you you know, if you are forceful enough in your use of the power, or you can entice them in some way, that helps as well. Entice them. Okay. All right. So it sounds like it sounds like knowing what I okay, if that's the situation, then the easiest crew to make it look as though we were impersonating would be the Nosferatu. We could 
we could attack here just brainstorming hey, no uh, bad ideas no, no bad, bad ideas. ideas put it on the yeah. whiteboard yeah sure <laughs> um we uh if um if we were to say attack uh misery who it seems as though uh was used as a pawn in this way and that every that that both of these crews might have an opinion about um we, if that person suddenly had a terrible accident involving a pack of pack of animals, went into torpor or was, <laughs> disip, or was found maybe with uh, like, oh, don't, it's a hospital. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, oh, we uh, should have mentioned Ross Bryant has full blown COVID. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I'm in a very bad way. Um, if they were attacked by animals, by unseen, unseen agents uh then that might tend to pin it on the nasferatu up to their old tricks which might cast suspicion on them from the uh from the toreadors which could get things cooking again i'm wondering i'm wondering if we have the strength at this point in our fledgling state to pull off <laughs> such a thing I, the idea being I have to break the voice because I can barely <laughs> keep okay. this nugget. What yeah. if there's a way to actually pit, to actually have them do it? To sort of say to, I guess, going off of your suggestion, Ross, to maybe go to the old Nosferatu and say, hey, if we got the chunk of territories that were taken from you by the blood dance back, and we carved off a bit so you could have some back. Would you be into taking on, taking it on? It, it, you know, I, I'm just saying, like, we need allies in this as well. Like, My, uh, if we're going to go with this alone, it's a little bit scary. Just not even yeah. just this, like the whole thing, taking over Pittsburgh anarchy. I think I listened to that, but I'm, I'm, if we're out of character now, what, what, everything Curtis has heard and seen, Ari, the Nosferatu, and especially, Miss Sonia, is that she, even though I've never, I've never seen her do anything overtly, like overtly violent or horrible. And as a matter of fact, she's been always like incredibly polite and kind, but everyone who refer every, every character that we've seen refer to her to talks about her, like she's maybe the scariest, most powerful and vicious character in the, in the city. That's yeah. Miss Sonia. She, she Sonia. Did do, yes. yes. And she did. She do did. She gone become. And she, and she, she blew did. up. All she blew up seventeen of your people. She blew up half. Literally oh, the Missania. Oh God, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, Missania is Nosferatu. She's, She's the, the leader right. of it. Ah, uh, oh, so yeah, that's going to be tricky because we went to go kill her. Yeah. <laughs> I think. I think actively trying to turn any group of the any to actively trying to turn any of the any of the Camarilla vamps that we know of seems nigh impossible. Did we did we have any interactions with the to the Toreador? Not that I know of. Almost none. Almost, Almost none. none. Which, which actually, is why when I bring them up, you guys are like, who again? Totally. Yeah. Actually just, because when you were saying that, uh, uh, Miles, uh, I was I was thinking, I wonder if there is a way, and it wouldn't be one of the three of us, but I wonder if there is a way to seed something um, or even... When you said they're brutalist, I'm guessing in their aesthetic, right? It's not like they're not um, aggressive and and kind of fly off the handle, are they? 
Right. Well, they got into a war with the Nosferatu for years. I mean, are they similar to Bruja in a sense, then, or a bit different? Yeah, except that they really uphold the masquerade generally, uh, and um, they like to do things with a great elegance and style. If that makes sense, they see themselves as sort of above humanity in some ways. I'm what I'm rattling off now is not necessarily on a thumb drive. It's sort of the vibe you got from. Uh, Toriador and Lara, you know, you, you did meet her a couple times in Elysium when you initially met Adelaide Ross. She was kind of part of that gaggle that was kind of laughing at you. Mm-hmm. Like there's definitely a hierarchical thing with the Toriador Pittsburgh, at least they, they see themselves as above mm-hmm. better. Let, let me go. Let me ping pong back to Miss Sonia for a second, <laughs> because, because all, she she got us right yeah so that's that's a way to say like that could be a way to be like hey you got us you do you still have um a connection to she was your uh partner right jen brown right? well she's ghouled now sabrina no but like you she you she took you under her wing yeah i was her, her adopted thing. child right basically. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i'm just saying like she may not have to want to be an anarch it depends if if her desire to either rule the coterie and she maybe she sees this as a way in or you know what i'm saying like our allies don't necessarily have to buy into the fact that we're all fucking angel vampires our allies just have to want something that we can give them yes i guess to me and maybe it's just me but miss sonia is like the big bad to me to me, she yeah, is she's going to Adelaide. be the one to, <laughs> to me yes, too. like, Every, really? yes. yeah, she's is that what Jared's laying down. I don't, I don't <laughs> feel that. you know what? I'm not going to comment. Um, <laughs> I think, I think this, these are interesting plans. I think um, Curtis, Curtis's response to this is like, I, I, I think you would have that conversation at your peril. Oh yeah. She, she'd smile. She'd tell you that she'd help. She'd tell you that she'd take everything that you offered her with a smile and that she'd be there help you out and then the second that you walked into this situation but fucking she there'd be a rat chewing out your neck and a bomb <laughs> strapped to your face that's every interaction with every one of these vampires namely one vampire other than the two others that are in this room that won't do that she's different um, Miles. bob walks in and then goes oh you guys are oh okay yeah bob god damn it i told you when i'd be done <laughs> I just named you one vampire. <laughs> Who isn't Miles. like that? Sorry. Oh, well. Hey, the shitter's broke. Hey, see ya. Uh-huh. I'll get on that. So, yeah, do uh, the, the terrible sideboard. That just made me say, do vampires excrete? Wow. <laughs> it took 22 episodes to get to that question. Yeah. Uh, hey, vampires we do, really do not. Do they have to? Do vampires do not excrete? However... Cool. If a vampire wanted to excrete, they would need to use the blush of life to get brown. <laughs> oh, no. Sorry about oh, that, yeah. everybody. Was was sorry. Bullshit. It wasn't. It <laughs> All right. Okay. Glad, glad, glad I asked. Um, <laughs> All right. Yeah. Congealed. Think... Ugh. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. Jellos. <laughs> well, no, I mean, you make a good point. I mean, the thing that they would be excreting, uh, I'm really going to go here. I, I think yeah, this is an it. interesting you know, we've, topic. We've what, already... they, what they would be excreting would be either blood, because it's the only thing they take in, 
or possibly the remnants of stuff that is, was left inside of them when they were embraced because they no longer go through biological processes like the uh, processes like digestion. The blood goes in, it powers them in a sorcerous way, and they burn it off when they use their powers. They don't so really the digest. Might the might literally be full of shit. Yeah. We might all just be walking around with full colons. Yeah, uh, yeah. Except John you know, uh, thin bloods. <laughs> thin bloods. They don't always follow those rules. So, yeah. Do I, I have mean, to poop? Does Jen you know have what? To poop? Let's not even. Okay. Let's, we don't have to. As we learn from the angel lives within us, and as we learn from the Gnostic Gospel I quoted a few weeks ago, Jesus never pooped. Yeah. <laughs> I'll put it this way: it's right. none of my business whether Jen mm. Brown poops. Yeah. Um, um. So not everybody. Dot. 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 Um, <laughs> wait, so, so, okay, we are actually having the general consensus that there's no way to gain an ally out of this little, because we, we have like three factions, one of which literally was prescribed territory from the other two. There's no way to legit pin them against each other as opposed to this sort of like... No, I don't think they're not the Nosferatu. We could, we did just blow up the Toreador's Haven, so they're not too keen on us either, but I think oh, if that was attack we wanted to take... Too many enemies. We made a can lot I, of enemies. Can All I call right. for a roll? Yeah. Miles, you're thinking very politically. Miles, uh, if you make a wits plus politics roll and you get two successes, I will give you a, a direction. Uh, you don't have to use it, but you'll have an idea. Great. Miles, it's, have one. it's very difficult to get two successes for me, but we'll give it a shot. One. Okay. <laughs> then uh in that case i'm going to just okay we can go we can go with the uh we can I go mean, with this one could i i mean i've been trying to cook it away at this but could i try a similar role to see about that sure you're all talking about it it would make sense just and jen brown's told you everything she knows yeah. from the hard drive wits plus okay i don't have any politics so yeah, i'm gonna yeah. do it too I'm, yeah. gonna do it i'm gonna do it too everybody everybody for a film everybody well, would, wouldn't you know it? Total failure, Jen. She's back. <laughs> She's back, baby. She's ready. She's excited for season two. Welcome back. <laughs> well, Welcome back. Now we're really in it. Two successes. Oh! Professor Krieger. Attorney of Law. Professor That's Attorney, amazing. MD. Um, so, um, the thing that you kind of figure out, Curtis, is you, you kind of ask Jen Brown more about, wait, uh, misery was sort of was sort of like used as a vampire plaything for many, many, many years, right? Mm -hmm. And um, it, she is now also listed as the enforcer of the Blood Dance Coterie. Um, and you think that like someone that was treated that way by vampires, Camarilla vampires, for many, many years, mm. definitely has some latent anarch tendencies. You yourself can definitely sympathize with someone who was moved around like a pawn like Ooh, she interesting. was who's that which which she i'm oh, sorry mercy oh misery, misery. Uh, she's part of the yeah, yeah, blood yeah. dance yeah interesting do we have well, a sense of what which members of which of the blood dance go to which um or operate which nightclubs i yes, is it like do. one for each Okay. Yeah, they. I mean, they move around a little bit, but it's. Uh, and you know, you're also taught. You you've talked to some of the other anarchs who have a little bit of knowledge, enough to know that, um, uh, misery works with Svengali is the name of the nightclub. Um, insomnia in Brookline is run by Eamon, and 
Pearl uh, at, in the Hotel Tellurian downtown uh, is run by Lara. Okay. That's interesting. Okay. Um, okay. Because here's the, here's, here's the beauty of it. Thruples are very difficult to maintain. <laughs> if we can get in there, there's no, there's no greater scourge than lovers that want to, to attack each other, that, that feel betrayed in some way. That, if we can break that up, that will do most of the work for us. I think maybe it might be less about planting bombs and assassinating people and more so, uh, and, and believe me, as Miles, I want to cut people in half with my new katana. <laughs> I think it might be a little bit of bippity boppity. He said, she said, you know, we'll play this click of high school vampires against each other. Maybe, maybe. I think he needs to give Miles a promotion. He ain't no foot soldier. This is, <laughs> this is fun. This idea. I like it. Okay. So I, I don't know. I don't have the solution of like how, how, how do right. that. Yeah. So, um, well, yes, this is here's the thing. Yeah. This could be too early to implement this budding relationship with me and my sweet Dylan, who, who I love as Miles. She could be, try, she could try and get a job like as a bartender or server at Svengali or what type of club is it? Is it a nasty boy club or is it yeah. a cocktails club? Or a, <laughs> no, that's okay. This is all easily searchable. These places are public, obviously. Um, Svengali, uh, it's in East Liberty. Um, this is a nightclub with a really goth vibe. Svengali is a showroom that does metal and extreme music shows. Its decor is black on black on black. <laughs> Russ, um, yeah, <laughs> noise core concerts. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, it has a younger clientele than the uh, other two. There are a lot of 18 plus shows um, okay. instead of a 21 to get in thing um so it's kind of like a, a cool place for young like yeah noise metal enthusiasts to go good wish this was in la do we yeah. know what misery looks like um you do not you've never met her and it's not written down in the drive do any of um, our anarchs know what misery looks like let's see she won't have an instagram <laughs> <laughs> she will not yeah, actually, um, uh, there the redneck is does for some reason. <laughs> well, actually, um, not him, but uh, Smokey, one Smokey of the does. bikers. Yeah, the, he's yeah. like, yeah, I tried poaching in there one time. Not a good idea. She keeps a real close eye on everything. Tall black woman wears all leather. I think she likes. Pain. Mm. <laughs> All right. Smoky. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. You guys know what I'm talking about. Right. Yeah. Again, I wish this club was in LA. I want to be there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, that's right, Smokey. Okay. There's a there's a thin line between pleasure and pain. <laughs> I learned that from from Hellraiser too. Right. Hell, man, I learned that on my second old lady. Uh, yeah, okay. dog. <laughs> got a fang sticking out. <laughs> yeah. Smokey's a riot. 
Yeah. Um, as long as you're safe, as long as there's con- consent established. Okay, so we've got a okay. So that, I, I didn't have necessarily the connect. I, I don't know if Dylan could. I don't know if putting her there in harm's way is even a good idea. I'm just sort of thinking, what's the best way to establish contact? If, if right, because you don't want to have her go in there and be like, hey, do you want to broker a deal with the with the new anarchs? Then no, no, she no, could no. be killed, right? And that's that's my sweet baby girl. Yeah, it's an interesting it's an interesting suggestion because also if we can get the other thing about this too is Mary. Because every time we just massacre someone, Mary's going to get more pissed at me because yeah, she's she in the redemption like, game. Yeah. So she wants people to be redeemed. So the more that we can, and Misery was former Toreador, is that right? Mm-hmm. Um, she's Toreador right now. Mm-hmm. She's Toreador right now. But part yeah. of the Blood Dance. But part uh, of the Blood Dance mini. Yeah. Mini clan. Right. Okay. She's not with um, the main Toreador. She's in her own thing that controls the nightclubs. Like, but yes, like how we are. Is, like how we yes, are. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So she would also give us insight into the Toreador if, if we were able to turn her, which would make things a lot I mean, easier. Maybe, maybe, a, maybe a handsome young man. Bob? Could, uh, or, or I don't know, someone like a, 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 soul, a soul brother number one, if you will. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Are you asking for James Brown? Mr. Dynamite, the godfather <laughs> of soul. Yes. Um, that's perfect because she doesn't know. She knows Jen Brown as she would know Jen Brown. Jen Brown. She'd, she'd know us as anarchs, but she wouldn't know a. Uh... It's already coming into play. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I guess you guys are talking, and Miles is like, I don't know if I want to, you know, risk Dylan. You know, she's already been through a lot, and like Curtis is like, if only there was someone who could <laughs> pass as human, but also wasn't known to them. Oh boys, <laughs> I have a, uh-huh. I have a solution to this. Maybe here's a question. Also, does my voice change? Does everything change, or just my? You hair? are you are completely changed. You are, and by the way, it is permanent until you enact the ritual again. Oh really? Okay. No. So then, while they're talking, can I just do it and then have them turn and see me as a dude? That actually is a. No. Kenya's been teaching you a little bit about thin blood alchemy and not everything works exactly like you take a shot and then you can, you can just do it. Like you're going to need to like make a roll and use the laboratory for a minute and see how it all goes. Um, But I'm, you know, I don't think it'll go wildly wrong and you'll have like a penis coming out of your shoulder or anything like that. It's just like, (laughs) it it, it might be, might be unstable or something like that. If, if, you know, the role doesn't go exceptionally well, should we Um, try to do this? We should. And also uh, not now, but y'all should look up. There is a dude that had like a penis coming out of his arm. Do you see that? I can't. Everybody, please don't go Google. Okay. I have to grab my my discipline cheat sheet. Give me one second. Sure. We will look at the power. Question for the team. Mm -hmm. Assuming Jen's roles go swimmingly and she comes back, the burliest dude you've ever seen with a 10 inch hog, (laughs) right where it should be. Right where Uh, it should be. Yeah. Right here. (laughs) (laughs) And assuming we can sort of establish contact with misery, what? Do we have any first thought as to like what our angle is and what we want out of that interaction? Well, this is the thing. What that we should be very clear about what we do want. Yes. Uh, we're going in to entice her to jo- to turn jump ship and join us to be redeemed and become an anarch. 
in which case we have I don't think we should identify ourselves as anarchists. I think when Jen goes in, she's something else. I don't, right off the bat, that seems crazy. It seems like she'd be she'd be really liable to tell her superiors about it and bring bring the world down on us. If it, is it to be the person who's going in there and saying like, I heard that. Uh, oh, did you uh, tell Laura I had a great I had a great time last night and like <laughs> seed the sow the seeds of discontent amongst the thruple. All right, um, or seduce misery on her own. Like, right. is your open relationship open, open, or Let's look uh, at Jen's stats? Or did she just uh, go in there and stick a bomb under the under there and, uh, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> blow it up? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, how do you? Yeah, do you blood, uh, the thin blood alchemy ritual for turning into a different gender? If you could find that in the book. Um, so, um, yeah, I don't, have you guys decided what you're going to say, or what are you going That's to do as Miles was suggesting and try to get a job or something so like here, that? So here, yeah. So I do have a question, I guess, for Curtis, our general, which is, how long are we comfortable with this taking? Is this a one and done meeting? Because if it depends on our tact, but if I'm trying to literally either literally seduce her or seduce her to becoming an anarch, it's going to take more time, which means that we would have to put off our attack. Yeah. Unless we want to somehow do it simultaneously and hope that that actually helps me in my trying to seduce her. My, my Miles thinks that although our anarchs, the name of it betrays this movement, we should be thought of as like a new source of serenity and freedom in the vampire world. Less mm. inviting and more something else. Otherwise it's just the same as, same as it ever was. Yeah. Good point. And then obviously if shit goes tits up, we'll kill everything. But, <laughs> but you, you all have a beast inside you that uh, hungers to feed on the blood of mortal beings. I can't see any way that that could go wrong. <laughs> right. Right. Mm-hmm. right. Um, so what do you, what do you think Curtis? I mean, Curtis isn't, is, is, is not necessarily the most diplomatic person. Right. I know. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sort of realizing I'm, pitching as thomas my my pulse is probably like let's kill everybody (laughs) well in curtis's head this is now like it's like he's now the camry is it's he's now kind of like on the other side of what he's experienced he's now like or that's the way he can kind of visualize it where like he is the guy the trying to like get in attack get out to a to a giant imperial force a la an Afghan militia soldier against a a uh, a Korengal Valley. Um, Ooh, sorry, go ahead. Armored transport, like it's it's like it's not necessarily. Let's make friends. Like you don't you don't turn them to your side. You you no, but we could we can pit them against each other. We can pit them against each other. There, there's something there. What if we do both? What if there's a way to? Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. What if we, what, I, what I want? Yeah. But what if, what if there's a like literally? What if there's a way to stage it so that we attack the the nightclubs and we save misery, or I save James Brown saves misery? If there's some sort of way of like we create chaos with the nightclubs and then we you get misery, out, I save her. And but and through that saving, we then tell we <laughs> I'm like following the logic. We then. Bring her in or convince her, her that someone else did it. Some, one of those tacks. If there's a yeah. way to maybe do it so that we are sort of trying to have our cake and eat it too, which I know never works. But if, if 
if we can use it as leverage to actually gain her trust. Like if I if I get her out of a spot of bother or something. The, big, she, the trust though is going to disintegrate. Should I you know. ever return to being a female and be like, by the way, I was fucking anarch general the whole but time. But this is <laughs> the thing about just how this this little uh, this ruse of yours works. When you're interacting with her, you're, does your thin blood ability make it so she can't never tell that you're a vamp? A vamp? Because if she um, can, then she's like, well, I, well, I haven't ever seen you before. Um, here's the deal. Unless Jen Brown reveals her vampiric nature, Jen Brown has a thin blood passes for human most of the time. Some vampires do have specific discipline powers that can sniff that kind of thing out. Kenya and the other anarchs can tell you this, but not all of them have that. So Jen Brown passes as a human. And if she has a completely different look, then, you know, she may pass. Here's what another happened? question. Sorry. Um, when I switch genders, am I turning into the same male version of myself every time? Do I get to change the look it's, of me? That's or a good question. No, you do not get to change the look of yourself. You have just a male form. Okay. Uh, it will not, you know, it's not also sort of a mask of a thousand faces or anything like that. Okay. I perhaps perhaps this is all circling back basically to the original pitch of like let's get them against each other and watch them fight but the way in is breaking up the couple somehow because we were looking for a calling car or some kind of thing and maybe that's not like maybe maybe it's just about pitting them against each other and watching it what well, watching it happen because we don't necessarily have an army to go just fucking smash them right we no. we're just there to like throw firecrackers into a into yes, a yes, yes. pile of kindling right so first step is to somehow sow discourse in the thruple and once that's sort of bubbling then we come in a, and do little pieces and then it, then it, then their rationale is already there if they're looking for trouble then it's like it's probably them that's my pitch is this I, mean, I think this is cur- <laughs> I, I think that's that's good uh uh I think Curtis's pitch is like, it needs to be faster. I say, okay, we, uh, we, 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 I go, this doesn't have to be an army operation. If I go and I send, I send the rats in to attack her and they attack and, J- and James Brown saves her and tells her that he saw a creepy, um, them rats might be enough. The rats might be enough to put the blame on the Nosferatu. If if uh, if James Brown tells tells Misery that she saw someone lurking in the shadows with a face that didn't look quite right, then that only drives it home. But if it looks like that this human is a liability for the masquerade, then she might try to get you to suck her wrist. Mm. Well, I think it's time... To move forward with the plan. <laughs> yeah, it's tough though, man. How do you do a coup? No, the thing about plans is it's good to have one going in, but they none of them survive the practical, you know, the, the mission. Sure. So go in with you know what you think you're going to do and then be ready to improvise, right? I mean, I'm just mm-hmm. saying that as as the storyteller, not as um, you know, Prince of Pittsburgh or anything. 
Jen Brown, in order to enact this formula, it's going to be a little tricky. You're going okay. to need your own blood and then blood from five different vessels identifying fully as the desired gender. So Ooh. you're going to need the blood of five different cis men. Um, and uh, that is going to be a little bit of an adventure in and of itself. Do they have to be human? They should, yeah. Um, actually, I guess they could be kindred vitae. It doesn't say that they need to, but, but you know, trying to get blood from. Oh, wait. Two strapping men right here, and then three other anarchs. Mission accomplished. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't say that they have to be mortal. So, um, um, okay. Does she get any sort of like, does she feel any sort of way about us after drinking our vitae? Yeah. Um, well, uh, <laughs> look so much of this ritual now that i'm looking up every word of the rules is making me go um <laughs> this is the way i'm going to handle it i want i still want to roll i don't think it says that you have to roll but i want to see a roll so wait wait a second here. let me see. and i have one more thought on the plan then we can we can move on as well which yes, is that please. maybe we maybe we reverse maybe we maybe we hit them and then go in afterward with James Brown. Well, there's there is some chaos that's already been sown. Mm-hmm. They're what probably is James in a, Brown to them at that point. Well, if we're trying to do the thing of of getting the thruple to disentangle, if we destabilize them with an attack, and then I can go in and try to sort of woo misery away from them, which would further destabilize the thruple. Um, I don't know that we're going to kill them all with one at- with our attack on the bars is what I mean. So I'm wondering if the attack does a little bit of the dest- destabilizing for us or puts them in a weird spot. How would they not spot? just assume that it's us? If like, we what do, are you going to say? Then, like, you're you're going to go in and be like, hey, I heard that attack was that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, it would be a long game thing is my thought. Like yeah. it, would be, it would be like a longer term so that we can get something going now. We attack them, but then... I could potentially go in after when they're already sort of rocky and, we and can maybe take a little bit more way. time. We can Just... attack them in a way that casts suspicion on the Nosferatu clan by attacking them using Nosferatu tactics. I, I, it's, it's, it's a shock to hear from Miles, but Miles is... He'll do whatever you guys want, but it, I just think there's another option before fighting right now, but I, I'll do what you want. What would, what you, would you do, Miles? Just why don't you just establish contact with Misery? We don't know what she thinks. You don't know what she is. You just go in there as your new alter ego. However, this ceremony works. I just gave you the blood. I don't know. <laughs> and, uh, you haven't given her the blood yet, but go ahead. Sorry. And and, and just uh, just I don't know. See see after a conversation as to what maybe she wants. See if she might be okay. Um, and if she okay. wants anything or she's upset with anything, then we feed on that. We pray Listen. on it. Well, right now we know nothing. Feed, pray, kill. <laughs> 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 um, all right. Miles, look, I get I get what you're going. I don't want to if there's a way to do this more subtly, I get it. But we gotta we gotta work fast. It's all already right. been two weeks since our initial attack. We get one night then. One night to go in, establish contact, and try to 
get a relationship going, get a conversation going, see if she has the same sort of frustration about being a pawn that we know all too well. And that's all you need to do. Then once we have a sense of what she's coming from, then I send my boys in. (laughs) (laughs) You never know. From from what I can only anticipate a thruple to be, there's bound to be someone on the outside. It's usually a primary relationship that develops. <laughs> the next I night. Have you? Okay. I just the learned next, about it. Right. I don't know. He did some quick Googling after he discovered what it was. Yeah. Everyone make a rouse roll. This this was a whole night of kind of prepping and like yes. talking. Yeah, Wait, no, are you kidding me? Session. What if we did that's this? Fair. And then uh, the next night, everybody makes a rouse roll as they awaken uh, in like, you know, some old patient room inside this like old abandoned hospital where the windows have been boarded up. Uh, You're probably like sleeping on beds that don't even have pallets on them anymore. No mattresses. Uh, You wake up on these old metal rusted beds. um, And awakening again is like alive again all of a sudden. uh, And you rouse yourselves. Did anybody get hungrier? I did Right, a failure means you get one more pip. Yeah, you get one more pip of hunger. Um, okay, and okay, now it's time no to enact the ritual. So you have two men. Uh, who are the other men you're going to choose to contribute blood? You need five vessels. Hey. Uh, okay, we got Dutch, Smoky, Bob, the Red. Oh, right. Kenya the girl. Erasmus um, is uh, locked in like a freezer somewhere. He's got no who's choice. Who's the cutest? And just in <laughs> case that matters and I'm trying to woo a gal, who's the cutest? Yeah. yeah he's a well, uh, Cross has a smoking bot. Like he's all muscle in the right places. Um, right. None this of the other. I thought this first episode back was going to go. I mean, we talked about two vampires poop. Then we asked who's the hottest anarch. And now we're turning Jen Brown into a man. Line um, up, gentlemen. Show your dong. Um, <laughs> this is what yes. happens when women get power. They go and dong There's the redneck this whose name is Rhodes, incidentally. His name is Rhodes. And he has um, two ghouls who are his brothers, Willie Boy uh, and Brian. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, those are kind of your choices. Uh, there's ostensibly a couple other anarchs kind of floating out there to fill the numbers, but gosh, let's, let's use people we know, huh? Mm-hmm. I mean, like sure. you've identified these candidates. All right. Well, I'll go on. <laughs> I'm going to, it'll be Miles Curtis Cross. Um, and I'm guess are the red is there is there like a sort of um uh Matthew McConaughey vibe to any of them? <laughs> are we getting any hunky vibes from any of the rest of the anarchs? Never worked out or ate a salad, uh <laughs> sure. Um, Bob from Bob from Cleveland's like, I'm not doing anything today. <laughs> uh, he's got more of a like a how did I get into this kind of a yeah, sure, sure, sure. oh boy yeah. Yeah. Uh, he, he's the star of a movie in his head do you know what I mean he's like this vampire thing it's you really know I'm going to go take from Erasmus as well because he's staked and he's not going to complain that sounded bad but I'm going to take some from Erasmus sorry Erasmus and, um, uh, <laughs> he's not going to bitch about it <laughs> sorry. yeah 
Sorry, everyone. Oh, it's getting so problematic so fast. No, no. no. I mean, I it. It, look, it's 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 a game of adult themes, and boy, have we hit all of them tonight. <laughs> yeah. Really, uh, all of them. Look, uh, uh, and it's actually taken us twenty-two episodes to even talk about like sexy stuff. So you know, we're doing pretty good. Um, right. For yeah. a game about vampires. Yeah. Um, okay, so Curtis Miles Cross Erasmus, and then I guess I'll ask, who has the ghouls? Uh, that's Rhodes is the name of the redneck uh, with the with the uh, AR fifteen. Oh, that's, right. yeah. okay, that's right. Um, and then um, Dutch and Smoky. Yeah, uh, Dutch and Smoky. The the, the, the the bikers, Dutch and Smoky. How are they? <laughs> they're they're you know what they How like are you. They, and they're, they like me. Yeah, and they're nice. Like, all right, you know, I'll take some from Dutch. I guess. Okay, great. Dutch is the you know kind of the elder of the two, who's a little less like jovial, a little more quiet and intense. Um, so soon, uh, you gather in the laboratory of this weird yeah. episode of The Bachelors. I love it, <laughs> um, and it's everybody's looking at each other like, "What's going on?" You know, like Dutch. Dutch is kind of like he's. He wears shades at night. He kind of looks at like the rest of you, and then uh, he's got Miles's accent too. <laughs> and uh, you know, Cross is kind of like, yeah, you know, <laughs> let's do this. Oh, he's got the Cross tattoo. A guy like that is ready to participate in something like this. <laughs> um, and then uh, there's Curtis and uh, Miles, of course. And you ha- already have taken a little bit of blood in a vial from Erasmus earlier. You found him, w- and it was creepy, Jen Brown. He was just like <laughs> inside a-, a refrigerator where you guys have left him staked. And you cut him and uh, a little bit of black. It's like when they go into torpor, it's not as glistening and crimson anymore. This black splatter fell into your cup. Uh, and as you are all gathering and looking at this cup that Jen Brown is holding, suddenly Mary walks into the room. Oh, boy. And she says, children, what are you doing? Uh-oh. Oh, no. You must use the urn. And she puts her urn in front of all of you. And it's like... Drink deeply, Jen Brown. <laughs> Mary's into it. <laughs> All right. Okay, great. Well, as long as she's not stopping me, I guess I will do that. Um, Jen Brown, everybody, you tell them what they're doing. And um, let's see, people you picked have don't have a problem. Like great. that's, you know, there might have been like some sort of social role or convincing somebody but these people, I mean, like fucking Dutch, he's, he's fucking done a blood handshake before. <laughs> so they're all like, all right. And they all pour their blood into the urn. And immediately, like you can, you can just kind of feel something coming off the urn. Jen Brown, the final ingredient is your blood. Okay. Gulp. I, I know that I started this game being afraid of blood. I wonder if there has enough time passed because I don't want to look weak in front of especially this assembly of men. So has enough time passed or do I need to make a roll to not like flinch or something? Just like go for it or. What do you think would be the coolest result here? You brought it up and it almost makes me think that you want to get past it, right? You want to get past that fear of blood that you had at the beginning of the game. 
Yes. And I do think I haven't really been role playing it as much as I probably should have, but, um, no problem. Uh, roll your willpower. And, oh, I got uh, one back, didn't I? you, yeah, you should, you should. And, um, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll, I'll let you tell me what happens based on your successes. Okay. So I'm at four willpower. Is that right? From that sounds right. Just getting yeah. one. Okay. What's your resolve and your composure? My resolve. Where is my resolve? My resolve is two and my composure is one. Okay. Um, so I had a pretty high willpower. You should be at full. That would mean you, yeah, five, I think it's five. Yeah. Five? Yeah. If you, you should be at full because we started a new season. You've had time to build up your confidence again. Okay, great. Here I go. I got one success. <laughs> and Brown, I will let you narrate what you think one success earns you. And um, I'm not asking you to be like, ah, but no, like, right. tell me, you know, how she does it. I think um, it probably, I have a knife with me and it probably takes me a, a little bit longer than like, I haven't exactly gone for it yet. And maybe they're looking at each other, like what's going to happen. And then before anyone says anything, I slice and I, and I drip. Okay. Um, I take a look. when that happens, like, I mean, there's now actually a visual like change, like all of a sudden this, this like kind of smoke comes up out of the urn uh and uh there's definitely an energy in the air and the smell of blood is so strong that that metallic <laughs> kind of smell male. jen brown male, male. <laughs> are you ready i'm ready <laughs> go for it okay she lifts up the urn and she drinks okay great um <laughs> see boy <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah, just I want a stamina one, roll. You want a what? A stamina roll. Stamina. Okay. Mm. Is this what boys have to do? And um, it's okay. all stamina with us. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, oh, my stamina is not very good. Just stamina. Um, yes, just stamina. And that includes my hunger. Um, well? uh, yeah, I want this to include your hunger. Yes. Okay. Nope. Failure. A failure. Okay. Um, in that case, you guys, when Jen Brown drinks this, um, you're, you all kind of like see her come up like, ah, like she's like suddenly her eyes are like glowing and she's like, her fangs are out and she looks like more like beast, beast, bestial than you've ever seen her before. Like, and she's just like completely overtaken by the beast for a moment. Um, I, I step forward and make sure no one goes to her. Um, let, her, let her be. Let her be. Oh, oh, you know what? Um, yeah, that was probably a good idea because Cross always wants to intervene, but like the others are kind of like, whoa, like backing up from her because she looks scary right now. Um, Jen Brown, I think that you need to roll a uh, your humanity. Oh, yeah, I want you to roll your humanity. Ooh, right now. I got lots of that. Uh, mm -hmm. Okay, is this is hunger involved in this? Um, that is not a hunger involved role. No, you do not have to add your hunger. You don't have to use hunger for that. I got four successes. Okay. Jen Brown, like maybe it was putting only kindred vitae into a magical urn that turns regular blood into kindred vitae, uh, in order to enact the special, uh, the, the, the ritual, but you've like supercharged it 
And uh, luckily, your you know your humanity stays strong. You don't like give into this like incredible beast like um, feeling and like go completely f- into frenzy. Uh, but what you do do is you start pulling off parts of yourself. <laughs> like your flesh just starts like coming off and you're like covered in blood. And soon she's like ripped her face off and like part of her leg. And then when uh, all of the pieces like flop to the ground, uh, you're looking at a, a, a young man. A young man that looks like he could be. Jen Brown's brother, except that, well, if you look close, there's a little bit of Curtis in there, (laughs) maybe a little bit of Miles (laughs) and a little bit of Dutch and all the other vampires who contributed to it. Um, Jenner. Yeah. Okay. Um, And uh, Jen Brown, um, your blood potency for the moment uh, this is something that the urn does when you put a bunch of kindred vitae into it has increased by one. You have become right now a full vampire. Oh, yes. While you are in this form. Uh, so I'm not pink. You're not pink. You'll have to get pink. For the first time. Wow. Yes. Complicado. I'm a big kid now. Um, We'll make the ruse a little more Cr- tough. Cross is like, this is as it should be. The antediluvians don't know what's coming for them. And Dutch is like, the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> antediluvians. Um, before anyone does anything or goes anywhere, I'm going to, I'm going to, um, before we leave this room, well, actually, let me ask. Where are we in the haven? You're in the laboratory, which is actually a fairly large room that used to be used as a laboratory. So it has the kind of tables and things you would need to mix chemicals and, you know. We're calling it uh, an agenda reassignment room now, but. uh, (laughs) Very good. Um, I was going to do a thing and now, never mind, actually. Okay. Um, So, okay. So she'll be able to tell that I'm a vampire then. Unfortunately, this was a weird side effect of only using kindred blood. Um, well, but we could you can get you can get pink, and unless they have special powers, if you Same get time. pink, yeah. vampires still need a power to to sniff out that you are kindred. We could also, I mean, I could also just play it like I am a vampire. Yeah, but then it's then it's a question of like, why would Ooh. she not know you if you're yeah not an anarch threat? I mean, there are oh. Do 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 vampires not like? Are they not nomadic at all unless they're an- anarchs? If Can there I was just... a new vampire in town from the Camarilla, would you know it? If you were just in, that's a great question, and the answer is probably yes. That's kind of what Elysium is for—to let all the heads know who's coming in and out, and okay. they communicate that to their to their um, lower down uh, lieutenants and whatnot. So, so being a new kid in town and nobody knowing it is all is suspicious. It is. And you okay. also know from your research that misery cracks down hard on poachers. Yeah. Okay. So. Okay. The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. <laughs> well, give uh, it a go then. Hey, let's listen up. Everyone here. By being here and witnessing this. 
You keep this, what you saw to yourselves now. All right. Dutch anyway, nods his head. You don't tell anybody unless myself, Curtis, or Mr. Hey. Brown <laughs> says right. otherwise. Cross is like, absolutely. It's understood that we are the inner circle. I have a look at Miles. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah. I just don't want him to say anything. Um, they seem they seem okay with that. Um, and so now there are many nights left in the evening. You, you prepared this and you got it done. So um, you drag yourself out of uh, the laboratory. You were covered in blood and uh, you realize you need one more thing. Everybody was polite enough not to mention it. You need pants. Um, <laughs> um, so I'm sure there were some clothes set aside for you. And uh, James Brown, is is James Brown ready to go on the town? Uh, oh, yeah. What are right. other James Brown songs besides It's a Man's World? I got to bring these up. <laughs> get on up. You just got to get on up. I got to get on up. Yeah. Gotta You're going to stay on, on the scene. Um, all right. Um, <laughs> so soon you are in uh, East Liberty. Uh and uh, you are standing outside of Sven Gali. Actually, let's before, say that, let's say that oh, yeah. Miles and Curtis go with, right? And I was actually going to say outside. because tech is not um, is not banned anymore. Um, well, you're you're wanted folk, especially yeah, we, you, Miles. Oh, right. So yeah. I wonder if we could do a thing where, um, like, there is a little bit of like a I've got a wire on type of thing, and you guys can hear me because we're allowed to have tech now. We're Anarch baby. Chen Brown, um, master of tech. Um, it's not so much a issue of can you, you could. It's an issue of are you able to um, scrounge the stuff together or did Jen Brown already have that kind of stuff on her? I don't think any of the other anarchs would. So It's also one more thing to conceal in a situation where you're concealing yeah, a lot. I would say I'd rather trust you for it. How about, how about we come with or I go with and, and stay outside in the shadows and there's a signal like you've got to come out at a certain time or give me a signal at a certain time. And if that signal doesn't come, then I come in guns blazing to get you out. Oh, well, if you're doing that, I'm going to be there too. Oh, I'll just God. wait in the car. Okay. 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 Um, well, is there, I guess. Well, I created the version to... perhaps to get you out. Yeah. I just know that everyone is looking for the three of us. Well, the female version of me, but the mm -hmm. three of us for sure. Um, but if if we feel like there's no discreet way for me to be communicating with you guys, then um, I then we can do that. If 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 we if we got phones that we can be yeah, if you're down with having phones, text. But she would know we shouldn't have phones on us, I suppose. All right, let's make, just that would make you all the more human. It would make you more human looking. Yeah. Oh right, of course. I'm but Miles to is going to need a cricket because he can't see. Yeah, <laughs> the Nokia flip phone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Then I'll have I'll have a phone on me then, and maybe I can even have you guys. I'll just have you on the phone, like it'll just be on in my pocket. Okay. Um, yeah, sure. And you can text us too. And I mean, we probably won't be able to hear much if it's a loud industrial rock club. That's right. Okay, I'll text you. Then. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So you. But you'll be on standby nearby, I'm guessing. Yeah, I'll be in, I'll be waiting okay. in the car with a katana. <laughs> <laughs> What time does the the um, the op take place? You were finished with your uh, ritual at eight eight p.m. Are you going to show up 
posted on so you can get in and get out? Or are you going to show up with plenty of time to kind of explore? Like you could be there by like nine o'clock walking in. Um, I probably want to be there when the club is hopping, as it were. So mm-hmm. it's it's easier for me to move about. Well, you guys planned being it partly, of course. You didn't plan it um, haphazard. So um, y- you arrive at uh, at midnight when the club really just kind of blows up. Um, and you can see tons of, you know, uh, kids outside. Even a Jen Brown, who I think is only 28 when she became a vampire. Uh, like there's like li- a lot of 20-year-olds, 19-year-olds, uh, in addition to you know, people that look like they're of drinking age, everybody is making the scene in the freakiest outfit, the wildest kind of weird look that they can possibly sport. The club itself has a kind of a beautiful piece of art that it looks like an old Victorian daguerreotype, but it goes all the way up one wall and over the doors, like of a man and like a, you know, a, a Mr. Hyde type and like a, a top hat, like holding like a, a woman who's like, huh? Uh, possibly from some sort of old artwork referencing Svengali. Um, and uh, you can hear loud, grinding, satanic music coming from inside. Do I see misery? You do not see uh, misery. Um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a metal club in Pittsburgh. And uh, to put not too fine a point on it, you can see the black people that are out here and none of them look like a statuesque woman who's in charge. Okay. Um, does it seem like the type of club I can just walk into or is there like a line and a whole deal? So, um, there, um, is a line right now cause you wanted to go when it was bumping. Um, right. but, uh, <clears throat> like, it's not like, um, it's not like, it's not that kind of place. Like mm-hmm. you pay your cover and you can get in. And so you might have to wait like 10 minutes or something like that. Real quick, real quick. Yes. This is a bit sneaky because I only thought of it just now. Well, that's okay. With this, uh, what is it called? Or the retainer with Dylan. Do I still have that? Do I have that same thing that I had with uh, uh, GJ Cope where I could sort of sense just at least feelings and stuff? No, because okay. you're not, remember you're not, she's mortal. She's not taking any of your blood. Okay, so okay. No I was going to have her maybe be your date. That way we could, I could have a, Mm-hmm. Well, we, could say that that, we could say that that was part of the plan if everybody agrees to that. Just have her there also? I don't we want to put her we in were danger. She about putting her be. in harm's way before. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, never mind. That's okay. Yeah, I can just go yeah. in. Um, go. Well, let's just say I, I get in. I, I don't need yeah. to try to like be fancy about it. Yeah. Um, however that's long smart. that takes. And then. Uh, um, yeah, you, you wait in line like everybody else. Um, and people don't look that closely at you, to be honest. You're like. You know, uh, a young. I got pink, right? I got pink. Um, you didn't tell me that you had. I'm getting pink right now. I got pink. <laughs> it's new to her. It's new nicely to me. done. Yeah. Well, luckily you were walking around. I mean, like Jen Brown, as you like remember to get pink, like you look over and like a guy walks by you and he's literally put paint all over himself. So no one noticed really that you were pale in in that one moment, but it might have mattered later. Um, did your arouse roll make you hungrier? No. Okay. Well, I can say that um, as you enter the club, um, the club, you enter first this kind of foyer chamber that's just a huge like silver cross and it's just black curtains everywhere. And this is where they kind of like give you a wristband, look at your ID, things like that. Um, And uh, does Jen Brown have an ID? 
for Chris Brown? I'm, I'm sorry, for James Brown? Oh, I wouldn't, no. Oh, God. Would I? Right? I, mean, I wouldn't. Look, I'm not, this isn't like a, a clever little prank I'm playing on you because I just. I didn't think of that at all. No, I, I just don't have an idea. Just now myself. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that, you know, hmm. as absurd as it seems, <laughs> there were CIA operations and American military <laughs> maneuvers that, that rose and fell on even more absurd mistakes. That's fine. Wait, so maybe she can fast talk her way. She can yeah, fast talk her way. Fast talk her way. So when she gets up to the uh, bouncer, he's like, ID, please. Shit. I'm sorry, man. I, lo- I left it at... I'm trying to get my friend out of there. They're drunk as fuck. They just okay, called me. Go, can I just go in? Line. Go back. Please, dude. I just got to get in and just grab my friend and get them out. They're they're fucking weird drunks. So you don't want them in there. All right. I'm not I'm not going to stay. I'm just need to grab him and go. Give me the roll. Give me a uh, that was good. Uh, a charisma plus persuade roll. You have any powers? I have super hearing, which would fuck me up right now. Um, I got three successes. Um, he goes in and out. In and out, man. You got it. Go. Okay, and I go. Um, and suddenly you are in a sea of people who are watching like this DJ who's like wearing like an old fashioned like, uh, you know, grandpa monster outfit, like kind of spinning <laughs> up at, you know, an ironic vampire costume. Uh, <laughs> and people are really kind of dancing to this. Like they've created this like mix of like black metal and like dance music. Um, and in, uh, people in, the, if, in the movie version of this, you, the, you hear the blaring something industrial, then you cut to like the car and inside Miles and Curtis is sitting there. Miles with the katana over his lap and John Denver is just playing. You feel my senses. And we're just sort of like yeah. waiting. Dig through the ditches and burn. So uh, the first thing I want to let you know, Ken Brown, is that you suddenly realize, (laughs) while Miles and Curtis rock out the folk music, you suddenly realize that it's different to be a full full, uh, blood potency vampire because um, you are immediately like really hungry and kind of like um, there's all these bodies everywhere and they're sweating and they're like the heat coming off the crowd is tremendous. And you can see why people poach in these places. Like they, they probably can't really help themselves sometimes. Um, and so I want another willpower roll from you. Fuck. Oh, I haven't had to be a full boy for ever. Yeah. It's so hard. Okay. Uh, five. Okay. Okay. Dude. Two successes. Okay. Um, that's enough to keep okay. keep your shit together. Um, okay. but yeah, you, you know. And you've also gotten pink, so now you're sweating, and like maybe you're like, "What's this again?" Oh yeah, okay, um, uh, yeah, it's a very disorienting uh, environment. But now you may uh, you may move about and tell me what you're looking for, what your idea is to maybe find misery. Well, she's the enforcer, right? So That's I feel what like they call her. she wouldn't be amongst the throng, the happy throng. I'm guessing she would probably be on the periphery somewhere. Or are, are there tiers to this club? Is there like an a second tier, like an office, or is it just like or like a back area or anything? I guess I'm right. gonna look for the periphery and see if I see anyone that matches her description. 
Yeah. So um, you looking around, you see that it's a big giant room with a stage where the DJ is at. And then there's a bar in the back that's kind of, uh, you know, 360. You can walk all the way around it. Uh, and then there is uh, when you kind of move around the periphery, you eventually came come to some huge stairs leading down uh, with a big kind of black light paint sign saying the dungeon with like a big arrow. Hmm. Okay. Um, I'm going to get a drink. Mm-hmm. Does my Great. thin blood alchemy still work if I'm a full vampire? Does it work uh, better? Well, that's such an interesting question. Uh, I don't know. Oh my God. Has Jen Brown permanently been transformed into a male caitiff vampire? Nah, probably not. Anyway, <laughs> uh, you can try it if you'd like and see how it goes. Um, you get uh, a vodka. Mm-hmm. Great. Um, it takes too long. But eventually they slide one over to you. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I guess I could test it. It would really fucking suck to test it um, with my hearing, but that's the safest one to do. So could you I could also make an intelligence roll um, if you'd like? Um, just a straight intelligence roll. Please do add hunger. Now I have that song stuck in my head, Ross. <laughs> Two successes. Okay, so it seems like a minor thing, but you're trying to learn everything you can here. They're not they're not watching very closely. You didn't have a wristband on and the guy still served you. I mean, and then the guy at the door was like, fine. Like it's mm -hmm. you know, they're not being very careful. Um, I was just gonna test, I mean, like if I to see if my thin blood powers still work, I could take a swig and then try to turn on my super hearing for a second. And then okay, if it yeah. works, then I can shut it off because it'll we've be terrible. So, so, so one thing I want to tell you about your thin blood powers is we've established that that's a power you use a lot, that you almost always try to drink phlegmatic blood, which is, you know, someone who is calm or, you know, uh, you know, the blood was taken in a kind of a, a calming way or while they're asleep. So when it, you don't actually have to always, I think Jen Brown likes to get a little loopy yeah. or maybe get a Yeah. But you don't have to to technically do that when you want to use this now. Um, but if you want to use some different powers, you might have to drink different types of blood and try different things. Anyway, Would it be fair to say that I had got put one in the chamber before we left. So. Okay. Yeah. It makes sense, right? You know, you're going to need some abilities. Um, and um, again, heightened senses, like it's not like normal where uh, Jen Brown has to like really kind of concentrate and like, kind of like, you know, lean into the drunk. Like it's just suddenly, boom, it all comes on and it's flooding your head like boom, 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 this music. Um, and you just feel kind of overwhelmed for a moment. What are you trying to do with the uh, thin blood? Uh, I mean, sorry, with the heightened senses. I just wanted to check to make sure I could still, because from, from what you were saying, I wasn't sure I would still be able to use my powers since I was you full can, vampire. I can't believe I'm making you do this. I want another willpower roll because you turned them on in the middle of this club where you were already kind of getting like kind of overwhelmed by the bodies and the music and everything. So can right. I see another one? Success. Great. You sway for a second and then you have control of yourself and everything goes crystal sharp. You're able to edit out the things that you don't want to hear or see and zoom in on the things that you do. So let me know if you want to use this power in some way. It will last the scene. Okay. Uh, I'm going to head down toward, I'm going to get another, I'm not, well, I didn't use all the vodka, I'm guessing. So I'm going to take my vodka. I'm going to head down to the 
dungeon and I'm going to listen to hear if I can hear conversations happening down there. Uh, great. Um, that's great. Um, in fact, you can hear conversations that people normally wouldn't be able to over the din uh, of the music. Uh, and down here in the dungeon, you see that there's kind of like this sort of show going on. Uh, it's a series of rooms, but there's one large room they all come off of. And in this uh, large room, there's kind of like a drag show, although it also seems like there are women on stage in drag. Uh, and they're kind of walking around in these like outrageous, you know, drag race style outfits and like swinging swords and, and acting like weird, like, you know, Tim Burton sex fantasy uh, play acting uh, theatrical uh, performance. Jared, what is the address of this place? <laughs> um, and uh, awesome. and um, you hear someone go, "That's her. That's misery." Do I know where that came from? Um, yeah, you can pinpoint the conversation going on like across the room there. And do I see where they're looking? They're looking at the stage, but they're looking over into the wings. Do I see misery or someone are you, that are you look walking like over to the people that were having the conversation? Uh, well, I mean, do I have a vantage where like, I can I be your friend, but like, right. you want to just kind of saunter over there? Yeah. I want to try to get advantage on what they're seeing. Yeah. So once you go over there, you, you get a different angle on the stage and you can see a, a beautiful, tall, uh, very kind of statuesque and uh, frankly imposing black woman in a dominatrix outfit that is all white. Uh, and she's kind of like watching the performances from the darkness, but your heightened senses just sort of, you know, make her kind of stand out and you can kind of see her there kind of keeping an eye on the performance. Can I make my way, not like beeline to her, but can I like kind of, is there like a table near her or like a, a place I could lean that isn't like directly next to her? But I'm like, I could still be in her eyeline, maybe. Yeah, except that these people are sitting at it. Do you want to get rid of them? Do you want to just kind of hover behind them? Like, literally, this is the best table to be like the closest to her and like looking right at her. What is what is James? What's your outfit? You got cargo shorts on? Have you dressed appropriately? <laughs> <laughs> what are you wearing? What have you done? You found in an abandoned hospital. Fanny <laughs> <laughs> pack. Given you by a by a rando biker. Yeah, um, neon pink flat brim hat. <laughs> <laughs> I mean Titleist Titleist polo. <laughs> what was what was Curtis wearing? Uh I think canonically he's we haven't really talked about how often these guys change clothes. <laughs> we haven't, no. We but just got fact, to two. Some vampires do it as much as humans do. Some do it more if they're like the Toreador type. And then mm -hmm. some, like some Nosferatu, never change clothes. So okay. it's, it runs the gamut. Um, I you, think it, some people do treat themselves like I am a dead body that walks. And I don't really need to like have different outfits. If you wanted to raid Curtis's wardrobe, I think he's probably got like maybe two pairs of black Wrangler jeans. And like a couple of like Kmart like Henley shirts. Those ones that are like, they're like t-shirts, but they've got like the three or four buttons at the top. <laughs> And uh, and that's it. Okay. Yeah, you like an army jacket. So that's uh, what you're wearing. Are you wearing Curtis's clothes? I think I probably would have done Curtis's pants. There's probably a way to make the army jacket look like a cool statement instead of a literal army jacket. Well, the bankers uh, could have given you one of their leather vests or something. Yeah. And then maybe I would have done, actually, if I could still fit into one of Jen's, a more effeminate shirt, but with 
that stuff. So I look, I'm like trying to look kind of cool. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So you've got a, a woman's shirt, a leather vest, and Curtis's pants on. And uh, no leather vest. No leather vest. <laughs> no leather vest. <laughs> no leather vest. Just army jacket and the and the pants, I think. <laughs> I think that's really interesting. I think that um I think that you can do two things for me right now. You can tell okay. me what you're let's start with are you how are you gonna get get your your you know perch to watch her are you going to move these people away are you going to go well i guess i was wondering if there was a way to get closer to her because i'm guessing like they're here and she's here right they're kind of looking at her caddy corner because you can only see her in the wings if you're kind of like diagonally you know out in the audience like kind of at a good caddy corner angle does that make sense um you so it's wanna... not possible to physically get to her, really. The closest. Oh, she's place. up. She's up onto the stage and in the. Oh, back. she's on. I'm sorry, I got confused. Yeah, she's, she's in the wings the of the stage. Yeah, she's, she's like up on the proscenium and back into the wings. But you know, you see doors. You see a lot of doors going off this room. Do you want to go find the backstage? I feel like she wouldn't warm to that too much. Um, I think. I think well, I'm going to. Thing. Here's the second mm-hmm. thing I was going to have you do. Uh-huh. You are allowed to make a wits plus insight roll right now as you watch her face, and you can decide. You know, you kind of read her body language and decide who you think she is or what her attitude is. What her vibe is? If she's yeah. into boys with effeminate shirts. Um, I got a success. Um, your heightened senses help you. So a success, let's call it like two or three, because you're able to hear her as one of the acts comes off stage and she goes, no, that was wrong. I said a plie and then you were supposed to do the stutter step and then go down. You did the stutter step. You went down halfway. Then you went down. Unacceptable. Get off my stage. Get off my stage. And uh, the guy's like, oh, and like moves off. Uh, and you can tell that she's just like totally like in control and um, uh, frighteningly uh, forceful. Okay. I think what I'm going to do then, um, I'm going to, can I, is it a table of two women that well, are, maybe. that were like, that's misery. Okay. Um, I'm going to kind of lean, not like creepily close to them, but kind of like against the wall and sort of like try to like ingratiate without hitting on them or something. How cute am I? This is very important. Mm-hmm. How cute is James Brown? <laughs> you know, uh, he's got a, a, a biker, Curtis and Miles uh, and Cross, uh, who we said is hot. Um, <laughs> and Jen Brown DNA. Um, I think we should solve this with a roll. Give me a straight up charisma plus stamina roll. Okay. Am I going to reuse willpower on this roll? I might. Uh, I got one success. So I got to give you like, (laughs) I feel like I should. I feel like if I'm trying to seduce some people right now, you guys are like spend willpower. (laughs) I want to do it. Spend willpower to get you. We've had such (laughs) of this game where like you were fighting for your life to escape (laughs) bad guys, uh, enemies, and you didn't re-roll. And then you're like, to be attractive, let's, let's re-roll it. I got three successes. Three successes. I I just feel like it makes life easier. So I'm going to try to do it. 
I think I think that you should tell me. I think th- three successes. Uh, what do you think uh, James Brown looks like? What is you know what what what, is, what does he look like? Tell me. Um, I think maybe is three successes a lot for that. I think it's good. I think it's, it's pretty good. It's good. Yeah, it's pretty damn good. Twenty-one Jump Street, Johnny Depp. Well, that's that's pretty fucking great. And so the women you quickly notice are kind of like looking back at you a little bit and then like kind of whispering to each other. But of course you can hear what they're saying. Uh, And they're saying like, is he scoping us out? (laughs) Oh my God, what are we going to do? This is so stupid. (laughs) But I can see mercy now, right? Because I'm kind of leaning there. You can see misery. Misery. Um, Yeah. Yeah, you can. Yeah. Okay. All right. And I don't even have to interact with them. Okay, great. I just didn't want them to like, Shoo me away or something. They're not shooing you away. They're kind of now making glances back at you. And you can hear every word they're saying. They're like, well, talk to him. Oh, he has to talk to me. Fuck, this is so stupid. I just want to enjoy a drag show. Well, don't look at me. Like, so the, the, the... <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I think that's yep. great. Yep. So, so tell me. Um, what's, what's your next move? I mean, like you're watching misery. Are you waiting to for her, for, for you to catch her eye? I'm waiting for the show to finish. So then I could maybe go backstage and act like a fan and kind of butter her up a little. Okay. It is, it is now finishing up. Like there's an explosion of black feathers. You know what I mean? And like uh, a woman, like, turns her outfit from a vulture into like a you know a skeleton and is like i like spits blood at everybody and people are like and it's over okay uh i'm gonna like clap and just sort of like make my way um to to what i would assume is like the a door to the backstage okay um you get to the backstage and uh you literally see misery going like Go, you make me sick. Go, like to all of the performers, like get out of here. You make me sick. That was pathetic. That was pathetic. And one of them's like, "Thank you, honey," and gives her like a kiss on the cheek. <laughs> and uh, you see that she doesn't even move. Um, and she's kind of ushering them like back into the dressing room or whatever. Okay. You're behind um, her. I'm behind misery right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Uh. Okay. And she's ushering them right now. How far away am I? 10 feet. Okay. Uh, I'm going to clap and uh, say, hell of a show. She turns and is like, what did you say to me? That it was a hell of a show. She walks up to you, looks down at you because you're quite a bit shorter than her. And she goes, why do I give a fuck what you think? Fair point. Just, uh, I like to compliment good work when I see it. Did you make that insight roll earlier? Jen Brown, I'm asking you. Um, I did, and it seems like she, she is not pleased with the work that she did. But Well, I can also tell you that, how many successes did you get? On? Oh, I want an insight roll right now, actually. Okay. Yeah, give me an intelligence plus insight roll right now. Intelligence plus insight. Okay. Um... Three successes. Um, three successes is enough for you to suddenly have an insight. 
this woman uh, is a dominatrix. The only thing that's going to get her attention is either someone who is as dominating as she is or probably more likely submissive. Yeah. Okay. Okay, great. Okay. Um, um, sorry, ma'am. Did I upset you? No, I'm not upset. I'm just tired of dealing with <laughs> fucking children. And she starts to walk uh, backstage to the dressing um, room away from you. Uh, uh, shit. Okay. Um, I'm just gonna go wait and I'll, I'll, I'm gonna walk after her. I'm so sorry to bother you. I, I know you must be really busy, but, uh, to be honest, I, <laughs> I wasn't looking at them. I was kind of looking at you during the show. Uh, um, she's going to slap you across the face as hard <laughs> as she can. Okay. Um, will you allow this or are you going to like duck or like dodge out of the way or I'm going to take back? it. I'm going to take it. Um, she slaps you across the face as hard as she can. And now I want to see, give me a role to let you react in the way that you want to react to it. You take okay. it. I, I accept that part as your storyteller. Now I want to know that you are like, kind of like, are you kind of like trying to make like, I enjoyed that? Or are you trying to act? Because you, because James Brown, Jen Brown didn't really enjoy that. No. <laughs> She's on a mission. Yeah. But are you, are you able to act? I think it should be a um, composure plus manipulation role. That's it. Composure plus manipulation. Where is manipulation? Oh, uh, okay. Mm-hmm, okay, that's not great for me. Um Oh, two successes. Okay. Say what you want to say to her cuz she's intrigued by the fact that and tell me how you react and then tell me what you want to say to her. Uh, I'm going to react and kind of like smile in a way that's not like I'm angry, but as in like that was a good one, like I liked that kind of thing. Um, what are you doing right now? I'm managing my club. What are you doing later? What are you doing? What are you doing later? Get out of my sight. You disgust me. She starts walking uh, toward the dressing room, but like looks back at you once. I'll be here. Come. She goes into the dressing room. <laughs> Sunshine on the corner. <laughs> this one's my favorite of the of his of his of the goal now. <laughs> I remember the, uh, watching the uh, the infomercial for it. You know, uh, hot cakes on a griddle. Thank God I'm a country boy. She still isn't text. <laughs> a white van pulls up outside of the club, okay. and um, out of the white yeah. van. Uh, come um, several uh, men and women in white coveralls uh, and uh, they uh, start uh, heading into the club uh, through a side entrance that you didn't notice until now because it's covered in ivy. Have we seen any of them before? You have not seen uh, these people before and they uh, they look mortal. They look human. Okay. Oh, they could um, be pink. Yeah, white coveralls, like like what, like full just zip. Okay. Um, what do you think? Can I, can I roll like an, I don't know? Uh, 
is there a role to discern what the hell this might be? Um, we gotta go tail them. You wanna? You wanna go take a look at these guys? Seems kind of dangerous, but uh, um, actually, there's something I might be able to try. Uh, um, can I? Uh, Ruby is with me all the time. Um, can I? Can I send her? Um, just like loping across the streets to uh, to peek in and and tell me what is in what what they what she sees. Sure. Is the answer? Yeah, sure. You absolutely can. So um, Ruby uh, lopes across the street as you as you mentioned, and uh, you kind of are just sort of, um, you know, communicating with her, uh, feeling what she feels. She feels uh, she there's a scent that a dog doesn't like a very strong scent that a dog doesn't like something chemical. Uh, and she's kind of like, you know, how like, the back of a kitchen door or something is a little bit propped open. And, you know, you're looking at a big black building. That's like a spooky nightclub, but right inside there's just like white tile and like metal tables. Like mm-hmm. you can kind of tell that this is one of the back staging areas for the club, maybe where the back behind the bar or something. And that's where the people have gone. And you can hear them in there moving things around, clank, clank, you know, wh- whatever, like uh, moving objects around. Um, it sounds like people working is what it sounds like. Okay. Um, and that's all I can glean from that? Uh, from that particular line of investigation, but you guys are welcome to try something else. Okay. I have a return to us. And, and, I, and, and, and they've left the door open? Um, yeah, it's open. Um, I, I call her back and I was like, should we take a look? Oh yeah. It's two, maybe not go as, as a pair. I, I'll, I'll take a, I'll take a gander. And, uh, okay. so I, I put my hood up. I, she's got my jacket or was looking at it. So maybe let's say I've got a hoodie and, uh, I cross the street and just kind of like, just, you know, random guy. I get pink. Give me that <laughs> route. Good man. <laughs> pinkest of boys. The pinkest of boys. I, I get hungrier, so I'm now actually after the uh, after failing my rouse roller. There, I'm getting very hungry. Um, so, uh, yeah, so I'm in the little side door, and I just take a take a look in. Okay, you look inside, and you can see people uh, working. Um, these people uh, are all in these white coveralls um they the smell was undoubtedly cleaning fluids they are like pouring you know fluids into like mop buckets um they are in kind of like a back bar staging area uh where maybe prep cooking takes place earlier in the evening it looks like they're shutting the kitchen down uh and uh they are being very thorough they're like cleaning the grill like with like these solvents like and they're getting like the the grout and the tile like like very carefully and very uh arduously like down on all hands and knees doing that and what i would like from you is a uh, a wits plus say investigation role okay could also be medicine although i don't think curtis has any of that okay uh all right uh here we go thrown in bones come on dice roller uh one success one success okay 
something weird about the woman's hair. There's like one woman among them, and there's something weird about her hair. Um. Okay. Meanwhile. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Right. That's what I can give you for one success. Meanwhile, uh, down in the backstage, um, you've uh, noticed that once Misery got backstage with all of her performers, like she stopped shouting on at them and stuff, and they're all just kind of like doing drugs or like getting drunk and screaming at each other and like falling into each other's arms and starting to kind of get intimate with each other in this like backstage area, which you also realize is like a little bit of the VIP because it's not just the performers back there. There are um, actually the DJ that you recognize from upstairs appears to have ended his set and come filtered down here. He's down here. He's doing like lines of Coke and like explaining like, you know, his career to somebody Uh, And It's a real gaggle of, of, freaks weirdos and outcasts who are all sort of um you know uh being big and loud and uh having a wild night you could tell they're very intent on having a wild night and misery just sort of sits down in a dark corner and just kind of watches them Uh uh-huh okay um i'm going to i'm guessing there's like alcohol and stuff around there is lots I'm going to get myself something and her the same thing and bring it over to her. What is this? Uh, It's a vodka soda. Do you want something else? I drink whiskey. Whiskey. Of course. (laughs) I'm going to like scurry over and get her whiskey and scurry back. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You're playing the role the night is passing. Right, right, right. Let's see how the relationship develops. What we want to see is, does Jen Brown get to the moment in the, in the first night of meeting this woman? Who is it? Obviously, she's let you back into the VIP. So there's something happening here. Is she, can you talk to her about what you want to talk to her about? Right. So how are we going to, what are we going to roll for that? Well, I was going to sort of try to find a way to bring up. I wasn't sure where this is headed. If she was, if she was ready to go now, I was going to bring up, like, I was going to say that I was in like an open thing and gauge her reaction or whatever, like try to play on the fact that she's also in a thruple and see if she would open up about it. But, um, if she's just hanging out in this room, um, well, you have some privacy. The others are busy screaming and shouting at each other and talking to each other. You, you guys are the only one who's back in this dark corner. So um, oh, okay. you can start talking to her about things. But I think we need a one more roll to see how the, the it develops tonight. And it's going to be different. Are you sussing her? It doesn't sound like you're sussing her out politically. It sounds like you're sussing her out personally. Uh, but you're trying to hide the fact it, this is a subterfuge roll. And mm-hmm. it's a composure plus subterfuge roll. Oof. How many dice do you have for that? Three. If you can get two successes, you, this relationship has moved to an extra level of intimacy in one, in, tonight. Oh, boy. Okay. That's going to be hard. Total failure. Um, will? Should I do willpower? Maybe you should. I mean, we went through all this trouble. 
Yeah. This is your big mission. Okay. Taking away the willpower once again. Uh-huh. One success. She eventually is like, leave. You're boring me. What do I need to do? I said leave. What part of that didn't you understand? Look, I- I'm going to, okay, I'm going to take a, I'm going to take a tack. I'm going to be like, look, I've come to this club a bunch of nights in a row. I've been watching you for a while. I know you got your own thing going on, but I just can't stop thinking about you. Please don't send me away. (laughs) (laughs) I even talked to your girl, Laura. I I know you've got a thing. I I know you're, you got like an open thing. Maybe look, I never do this usually. I'm just, I can't stop thinking about it. (laughs) Um, okay. And here's the final, the final moment. She moves her face toward yours. You see the color just drain. She's just dropping her blush of life. And she looks at you and her eyes get big and yellow And she's like, you can't stop thinking about this. And she is using um, daunt on you. She is like intimidating you to see what you'll do. Um, Daunt being a presence power that is, it makes uh, a kindred terrifying to the people that uh, see them. And so we are going to have a final role to see how Jen Brown's infiltration went. If if Jen Brown can stand up, the misery is daunt, then maybe there's a chance. Maybe there's a chance. Here we go. Uh, daunt. Presence. Oh, boy. Jen Brown, you're going to roll. And don't just tell me how many dice you have to pull. Your comp- uh, you are going to roll your resolve plus composure. Three. That's how many dice you have. Okay. Yeah. And she's going to roll what she has. Give me one second. There she goes. Okay. Ready? Should I roll as well? Oh, yeah. Ready? We're going to roll. She has uh, more dice than you. Here we go. Well, that one as well as could be. (laughs) What'd you get? Two successes. (laughs) Okay. We got respectable. I mean, it's on the lower end, but I mean, you never know. Two successes. Does that mean I win? That means you win. <gasps> that means you don't you don't go ah! and like fall to the ground, like and, and you know, just scatter back and like make a fool of yourself in front of all these people. Um, she's like, you know, she's like, is this what you're obsessed with? And you can see that she's just a beast for a moment. You can just see the thing inside her, like, writhe. The thing that Mary calls an angel. It doesn't look like an angel from this perspective. But, Jen Brown, you succeeded. You held your ground. So tell me how you he- held your ground and what you say, if you say anything. Um. Okay. I say... <laughs> yes. And I don't know what that is or who you are 
but I just know I want to be near you, whatever I have to do. <laughs> um, she puts her face against yours and you can feel her fang. And she's like, I like you. I'm taking you home with me. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where we'll end for tonight. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Keep up with our schedule and find out about all the cool things we have planned by following us on Twitter and Instagram at underscore stream of blood underscore. We're on Reddit at r forward slash stream of blood and join the stream of blood Facebook group. This podcast is produced by Andrew Struther, Brian Baldinger, and Clinton Trucks. I've been your storyteller, Jared Logan. And now your Pittsburgh fact. North Park in Pittsburgh is home to Gravity Hill, a strange place where things appear to roll uphill. It also marks the convergence of several ley lines used by local mages. Mm -hmm.